Um, I think you might find this probably... I uh, just thought I'd warn you before we get there. Um, because uh, it's going to be more practical than anything else. Um, thank you very much for those that prayed for me, but actually I think we should be praying for everybody, um, because I'm hoping some contribution from everybody today. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, there we go. One or two people have now scrunched up their face in that kind of, oh no, not me, look. Yes, you as well. Um, and so we will have a little bit of fun and uh, hopefully spend a little bit of time in the presence of God. That's my prayer. I don't know what you expect from a sermon on a Sunday. I would, if I was talking about a sermon, I would say, you get a passage. And from that passage, you work out the context, don't you? What is it like? Where does it come from in the Bible? What's the understanding of the verses before? What's the understanding of the verses? Who wrote it? You get all those ideas, don't you, in terms of context. And then the content, usually three points, because that's what preachers like. You get the three points, number one, number two, number three, talking about those, explaining those, making them relevant, maybe even a hinge verse in there that people can remember, maybe even a story. We like our stories, don't you? No stories today, apart from the ones you're going to tell. <laughs> right, so you have that, and then you have the application. As a good teacher, sorry, in my um, work life, I always think you need to go away with something you've got to do, yeah? Uh, and therefore, there's those. So that's what we do. We're not going to do any of that today. None of it. Why? Well, we are going through a series on the wisdom of God, aren't we? The, God, the wisdom books. And in doing that, some of those just aren't necessarily written like that. You read a proverb and you think, okay, that'll give me the context for the next proverb. Oh, no, it doesn't. It's just another proverb. And then you've got another proverb. Part of it has links, part of it has no links. And, you know, sometimes finding out who might have written proverbs and the various bits of it and where did it come from might be helpful. But sometimes it's just actually the words that are important, not necessarily the context. Interesting. Um, some of our preaching is influenced by certain people. You'd have certain great preachers in your mind, wouldn't you? I mean, I would probably go back to Luther and Calvin and Zwingli, some of the great preachers who were there in the Reformation, and what they wanted to do was put the Bible central and the exposing, the expository preaching central. And you'll see in many churches who are influenced by that, that suddenly the um, pulpit goes from the side of the church to the centre of the church. Yeah? Because they want to see the explanation of the Bible. That is what they come to church for. And many other things. Sometimes we just need to bask in the glory of the words of the Bible. Just in the glory of the words. Sometimes when I read the Bible, what I'm doing is this. Sorry, slightly mathematical brain here. I have this big picture of all the ideas of God. Yes, all the bits I've ever heard. Some I've moved out, some I like. And I kind of link them all together. So I get this understanding of God and man and the context of the day and what he's called us to. But sometimes we just need to read the word of God and go, oh my word, how amazing. That really speaks to me today doesn't matter who wrote it. It just matters that it's the word of God and it speaks to me. I think sometimes of who influences us, deeply influences us. And I know that, you know, people may be influenced by all sorts of things. I quite often get 
soap operas quoted at me in various places, you know. The soaps, I think this is a great idea. Or a social influencer, this must be, you know, they put this great quote up. That's what we've got to look at. Some of you um, may or more academically look at somebody like Angelou or somebody like that. with these great ideas that you can use. But actually, we want our thoughts, our words, our hearts, our emotions rooted in the Bible, don't we? We want it in God's words. We don't want our words. We don't want the words of the community around or whatever. We want to be deeply rooted in God's word. And so that's what I'm hoping to do today. Um, I think it follows on nicely from what Steve was saying. When he talked about the Bible, he talked about it in three ways, didn't he? I'm hoping somebody will tell me what they were. That's why I stopped. Pregnant pause for a response. You'll get that. Sword was one of them. Bread and lamp. Sword, bread and lamp. Talking about the word of God. Sword, bread and lamp. And that really nicely links into this. I'm going to just read a few verses from Proverbs and then some from the New Testament. Just really talking about um, the word of God and how it should affect us. Proverbs 30 verse 5 says this, Every word of God proves true. It's all true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. My son, Proverbs 7 verse 1, Keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. Do it. Do it. That's what it says. And then, where are we? Psalm 130 verse 5, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his hope, uh, in his word, I hope. Amen? Good. Uh, we would then obviously move on to something like Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We could spend the rest of today just thinking about that, couldn't we? Not necessarily teaching on it, but just thinking about it. Hebrews 4, verse 12, which I know Steve used, I've been reading, and I've read it slightly differently this week. He said, uh, Hebrews 4, verse 12 says this, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. And I always go to sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is living. A word, living, and active sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. There's a certain livingness about the word, isn't there? It's almost described in a kind of humanizing kind of way. And then I'm sure one or two will have moved on to John 1 from there. When it talks about Jesus, and it says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Talking about Jesus as the word. Became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, the glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And we just get this idea here, don't we, that so much of Jesus' power is in, in his words. In his words to us and his guidance for us, and that we need to have those in our heart. So the title of today is a Latin phrase. I'm not always keen on Latin phrases. It was my most 
hated subject at school. I was the only person to go down a set every year, every year I was at school. So as uh, you can tell, I was not good at Latin. Um, but uh, the, the idea of this is called Lecto Divina. And uh, it's a way of reading the Bible that we're going to do together. Um, I have been inspired by this, by some of the great Celtic monks or Celtic missionaries. And I will talk about that them a little bit more next time I preach, because I'm very inspired by them. People who know them may know people like Aidan and Bede and Cuthbert. Absolutely inspirational. These people lived in harsh times, six, seven hundred AD. It would, they were harsh times. They were some of the people who started to evangelise from the north of England and came further down. They came over from Ireland um, as people like St. Augustine were coming up from the south. One of uh, Aidan's missions, this is the only story I'm going to give, in one of his great missions, he set out with a group of young monks to go to a place in Northumbria in order to really reach a whole people group. And he went out with a group of people. Some of them were very young, maybe 18, 19. And every single one of them knew the Psalms by heart. Every single one of them knew the Psalms by heart. So as they were going through harsh lands, and they were thinking if they were going to be martyred to the faith, they would not read the Bible, they would speak the Bible. They remind each other. You know, they one would start talking, you know, Psalm, Psalm 10 or Psalm 1 or Psalm 113 or whatever. And they'd start talking and they all knew it and they'd be encouraged by it. Somehow it had really got into their soul and into their heart. And it was completely different. Now there's not everything about the things that they did that I would recommend. There were some very quirky um, practices. But the way they knew the Psalms was amazing. The Psalms and the Gospel books, they used to call it. Okay. Um, just to put a little bit of, of, of caution on it, I have looked into it on the internet, and it tends to be sometimes a little bit floaty, hairy, floaty, nice, comfortable. This is not based in nice and comfort. This is based in the persecuted church, and this is based in the church that had a mission to evangelise from the north of England. So, yes, there are some like those. Others, you may have heard Pete Gregg talking about it in a very, very relevant way. Um, so, let me go through it, and then we're going to go through practice. So, I am two-thirds of the way through what I'm going to have to say today, which is brilliant. So, Lecto Divina is literally translated as divine reading. It's a way of reading the Bible that is, they would say, godly. I think there are many ways of reading the Bible, but I think this is one of them. And it's certainly something that's new to me. Maybe something slightly countercultural for me. I'm much more in the kind of context content application. I'm happier there. So, I'm slightly out of my comfort zone today, as you can probably tell. So, it happens in four stages. You read the passage four times. Four times. Yes, we read the passage four times. Number one, Lectio, is reading the passage. And when we read the passage, for the first time, we just listen to each of the words sound clearly in our minds. And we give each word and phrase attention. We don't dip in very much. We don't link it with very much in our minds. We just listen to the words that come through. Number one. Number two, meditatio or meditation. Now, I've got to be very careful with that word. That really means just digging in with our mind 
into the scripture. And in that part, we're going to listen to what's said and find what words spring out to us. What words spring out to you? What phrases spring out to you? Because different parts will spring out to different people. And you'll be working, how do these relate to me? Why does this spring out to me? That's number two. Number three, oratio or prayer. And this is about talking to God in response to the scripture. And maybe giving time to speak to us. Brilliant worship, wasn't it, this morning? I, I loved it. You know, it's always slightly different with iPhone Sunday, isn't it? Um, great to give the worship team some, some time when they're not leading. But it is different, isn't it? But it would be great to have some prophetic input as a result of what we're doing. Because God speaks to us when we're listening to his words. And, and actually, what we can do is we can use the words of this passage to pray. So we're picking out words. I think that I can use those to pray. They are guiding our prayers rather than the very kind of earthly, oh my Lord, help, what am I going to do? That's a valid prayer. But it's great if we can use the words of the Bible to pray. And the fourth point, contemplatio, the fourth time we will read this passage, contemplation. That's about abiding in the presence of God, since his Holy Spirit among us. Let, it, let us rejoice in him. At times during this, our mind will wander. Maybe it's only mine. But our minds do wander, don't they? And at that time, what do we do? We go back to the words that are being spoken. Yeah? I'm going to suggest that you all have, if you want to, you have the Bible out in front of you. We'll have the words on the screen. The words will be read. For me personally, I would just shut my eyes and listen because I like listening. Other people are very, they like seeing the words in front of them, so do that. But if your mind does wander, you just come back. You draw yourself back to the scripture. We feel the touch of the Holy Spirit. We hear the voice of God again to us individually. Does that sound like fun? Yeah. And I will put some participation in the middle that you haven't heard about, which we'll get involved. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, so I have asked four people to read the scripture. We're going to be looking at Psalm 103. It's not a short psalm. It's not the longest psalm. We're going to look at Psalm 103. Uh, and as we do it, um, just allow yourself in your own way to listen. Okay, right, let's remind you the first one. First was reading. So we're not getting into depth. Okay, we're listening to the words. But not much more as we listen to the passage for the first time. Where's Mary? Thank you. Have you got the mic? No. Do we have the roving mic? I have the roving mic. No, I don't. Right, okay. There we go. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. 
The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As a man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord, is ha- the Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you, o you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. We're just going to, just uh, 30 seconds, just looking at the word, blank, sink in, and then I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, I bless your holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Lord Jesus, I thank you for this passage. Thank you for the amazing richness of it. Lord, I pray you'd help my mind to concentrate more, Lord, to be able to go deeper, not to suddenly jump onto other things, Lord, but I want to be able to bless you. I want to be able to bless you. Bless the Lord, O my soul don't want to forget your benefits, Lord. You've done so much for me. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Okay, we're going to go to number two. After number two, that's your chance to participate. Okay, we can do this in a very quiet way. Part of it will be quiet and part, I hope, is going to be a bit louder. And that will be... Um, part of it after this one. So this is the meditatio, the meditation. So it's listening to what we said and what words and phrases spring out to you and how do they relate to you. 
And so once Adrian has finished, I'm going to then ask you to say a word or a phrase that is speaking to you and to speak it out. Somebody else has said it, brilliant, okay? And it doesn't have to be quiet, but I'll tell you that. Some people like know what they're going to do before we, they actually have to do it so you can think about it. Okay, so we're going to listen to that scripture a second time, keeping our mind on it. And then we'll go through that activity. Thank you, Adrian. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like eagles. The Lord works, in, works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the peaceful people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it and it's gone. And its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant, and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you, o, o you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers, who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Fantastic. Thank you, Adrian. Looks like we've got some competition next door. Um, so, this is your chance. I'm going to ask you now to speak out, shout out, call out, whisper out, whatever you want. Some of the words or phrases that you have spoken to. Standing in Anger and abounding in steadfast love. 
Okay, um, for those who are with us, that was absolutely amazing that nobody interrupted anybody else. You can imagine in a different culture, can't you, that people would just be shouting them out everywhere. But we are amazing, aren't we? And we can kind of discipline ourselves to do that. But it was so good, wasn't it, to hear those different Okay, but we're going to need to keep our concentration going because we're not finished now. Okay, so the next one, if you remember, was Oratio, Prayer. Um, and this is about talking to God and listening to God um, and talking about trying to use some of the words as we pray. Now, this is a dangerous one to follow up because it could be that, because some of our prayers can be long, can't they? I mean, I can pray long, you can pray long. So I'm going to, as a teacher, I'm going to guillotine you at one sentence, maximum of 10 words for those that like to use commas <laughs> or semicolons. Or colons as well as semicolons. Okay, maximum of 10 words. Now that could be either way, couldn't it? It could be our prayer using those words, or it could be prophetic. Now I know sometimes with prophecy, we want to make sure that we are matching those. So if it does get to the stage where there's lots of prophetic stuff, I may stop it halfway. They are um, in the right way and that we are drawing those together. But I'm hoping, because it's all come from one passage, that there'll be a nice theme as we go through actually it won't end. Um, but if you are going on and praying, um, you might find me standing next to you and looking at you. If, if, and we all want to get excited and pray forever. But it's about everybody contributing. Okay, so this is Oratio Prayer. Um, let me see. Vicky. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. 
he made known his ways to Moses, he acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, he flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Wonderful. Thank you, Vicky. Okay, so we're going to pray in a bit. Please free, feel free to pray with emotion if you want to. That is fine. Again, those short prayers. We're not going to put round the microphone, but please do that. Prayers, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll hear from God as well. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness, compassion, and everlasting love. Amen. Thank you, Father, for revelation. Thank you that you showed your ways to Moses, you showed your ways to the people of Israel, you showed your ways to us through love, forgiveness, understanding, and you continue to do that as a father, how much you love us and care for us. Lord, thank you that you do not deal with us according to our sins, but according to your compassion and your steadfast love. His steadfast love does not change with how we feel or as Thank you, Lord, that your steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and your righteousness is to children's children. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Lord, thank you that you are compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love.
so holy that you have a throne established in the heavens and that you have angels, mighty ones, who do your word, Lord, obeying you. You are so holy. Thank you, Lord, for saving us. Thank you for the blood you shed for us on the cross. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that is remained, that you remain with each and every one of us all the days of our lives. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you have established your throne in heaven and your kingdom rules over all, even over what's happening in the world today. Amen. as we kind of draw this part to a close, whether just one or two other kind of prophetic, I think Mick um, talked about the steadfast love of the Lord in a prophetic way. Is there anybody else who's got something like that? Just a kind of short prophetic statement or comment. Jesus serving us, isn't it? Yeah, lovely. Encouragement for faith, maybe, with that. Yeah. That sounds really good, doesn't it? That's yeah, to be clothed with righteousness and just kind of repeating it um, for other people so it's on the mic. That's brilliant, isn't it? Okay, I think what we're what I quite like to do now is to go to the, the next one. So that's the contemplation part, and that's abiding in his presence. Yeah and kind of rejoicing in, in him and keeping focused on those words. And then I don't know whether, then we just go straight into worship afterwards. If I, after that, 
I'm going to go straight into application. I can see all sorts of applications going in my mind, and I've said I wouldn't. So I'm going to, if I hand over then, I have been disciplined as a... Maybe if I hand over straight after. Actually, I'll hand over to Jenny. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, he flourishes like a flower in the field, for the wind passes over it and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I think that was quite powerful. I just want to honour Bob for doing that. And um, we live in, a, in, a, in an age when, th when preaching and church has become very sophisticated. When actual fact, it's quite the simplicity that counts. And just our holy connection with God through Jesus, who's done so much for us. So if we take home truth today, God's done his work through the power of the Spirit. And we need to praise God. And I think... The, one of the, the, our next song is one that really, uh, really spells this out for us. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Um, and so, Steve, if we can have that one up, let's sing this one. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find. 